Public CEO Report is a podcast that provides insights about the public sector and public policy for the benefit of decision makers and leaders powering our communities. I'm your host, writer Todd Smith, and today we're joined by Justin Hess, Burbank City Manager and President of Cal City's City Managers Department. Justin, welcome to the Public CEO Report. Hi, Ryder. Great to have you here. Uh, always appreciate the chances we get to talk, and always I'm glad to glad to have known you for ten years in the local government world in your in your prior life before you became a big fancy city manager, and now <laughs> as a city manager. Um, all right, so uh, Justin, we are on the precipice of a big week, and um, that week being the city manager's department annual confab. We're going to be down in Carlsbad here next week. I am. I guess first question I would have is. You know, why should city council members be excited that a bunch of city managers get together at a conference and how does this improve and help the profession? Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, you having me on and uh, th- it's going to be a great conference and council members really should be excited about their city managers being at the conference because it's just a great opportunity to learn all about best practices, uh, interact with uh, our, our city manager peers. And we're able then to bring back a lot of ideas that may apply to um, our respective cities. So, so there's a lot of, uh, it, it's just a, a great opportunity to really learn and, and bring back ideas that we could really uh, benefit from. It's, it's been one of my great joys of local government is that there's, with the exception of sometimes some competitive work around um, economic development, there's always a lot of collaboration among cities, right? It's who, who's learned what message, when did you stub your toe on some issue, then you try to avoid it. I think that's, and I've always seen that to be the case at the city manager conferences is it's a very kind of open communication situation and you get to meet some new people and hear some great stories and learn from each other. Absolutely, a lot of lessons learned uh, and we've either learned them the hard way or uh, we've learned them through uh, uh, you know, very good successes. So we're talking to you, as I noted, because you're president of the city manager's department within the League of Cities. Can you just, first of all, explain what is the city manager's department within the League of Cities or Cal Cities, I guess, depending upon how old you are and how long you've been around local government? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, the city manager's department is just one of uh, several different uh, departments uh, within the League of California Cities or now Cal Cities, and uh, we represent all the city managers. Um, and I'm uh, lucky to be uh, president this year, uh, representing um, our profession. What so in, within the profession? What are your priorities? What are you trying to get done as president? Sure, that's a great question. Um, you know, I really want to keep the momentum that was established by our past president, uh, John Gillison, uh, from Rancho Cucamonga. Um, we're going to continue to support the various goals of the league, uh, which include protecting local control and retaining local decision making. And one measure that I really want to point out that we will look to oppose this year is the California Business Roundtable Initiative that really severely limits cities' abilities uh, to raise uh, revenue. So that's going to be one of our our big priorities is opposing that along with all all the other goals uh, that the league has put forth. So uh, let's dive into that a little bit too, just to make sure we're clear about the California Business Roundtable. That's a... um kind of an, an interest group or a lobbying group that's based up in uh, the Sacramento area. And I assume, is that correct? Uh, yes. And uh, so this, and it's usually made up of pretty large corporations as best I can recall. Yes, correct. A lot of big uh, corporate interests. And the um, 
so they are I mean, they've always taken some swipes at times at local local government and kind of local government control issues. Uh, they have now, as my understanding is, they've put together a ballot measure and they've gotten a petition signed um, that is going to be on the ballot in November of 2023. Is that correct? Uh, 20, uh, 2020 uh, uh, in November. Yes, correct. Um, um, I, I don't have the exact date of when when the ballot's uh, going to be on. But uh, clearly, it limits uh, our ability to raise revenues by looking at uh, um, uh, not being able to increase uh, things like sales tax, um, uh, those kind of things. And if there's some retroactive uh, component to it as well. Right. So this is uh, a major threat to kind of the flexibility of cities and, frankly, voters in cities to make a determination about imposing certain taxes. Uh, and I think it also is designed to potentially affect fee schedules as well for just basic fees like what you pay to rent uh, a room at a parks and rec facility is that is that also the case? Lots of negative effects. Yeah. So uh, uh, we'll ha- we're I know we're going to be looking at the language, and it's just it's bad all all around. Yeah. All right. Well, understood that that's a big priority for the league, and I can understand for the profession uh, for you to be able to fulfill the work and obligations that council members come to you as a city manager and ask you to to do. It's pretty darn hard to do that if you don't have the actual money to fund the activities and deliver on the needs of your community. You, you you couldn't have said it any better. So I want to go back. So as I mentioned, we're on the precipice of uh, this annual conference. It's a great conference. I've been for the last probably 10 years now, I think. It's always always a, an adventure. Um, you get to hear some great keynote speakers. What is the kind of nature of the programming focus this year um, for the conference itself? Sure. Uh, we have a ton of great sessions. We are sold out. We've been sold out for a long time. So uh, uh, we're really excited. Uh, our keynote speakers are going to be great, and I, I really want to give uh, kudos to our conference planning committee. Uh, they did just an absolutely great job developing this year's sessions, and uh, one of the things that includes a lot of our fellow city manager colleagues from throughout the state. Uh, we continue to put a big emphasis on having our fellow city managers be on session panels, as getting the insight from our fellow city managers is often the best way for us to, to learn. So that's a big uh, uh, deal for us. So a lot of different types of uh, sessions, uh, and uh, you're going to be hearing from your, your fellow city managers all about that. I noticed in some of the run-up that there's some discussion about resilience for city managers. Could you talk a little bit about that? What, is, what does that mean? Sure, yeah. Um, if I could, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about our keynote speakers, because I know that that fits into… Oh, yeah. Uh, Hundred percent. So, uh, so if I could plug our, our keynote speakers, uh, our first one, our initial keynote speaker is Ali Ward. Uh, she's an Emmy award-winning science correspondent, and uh, she is an expert in curiosity. How about that? Oh, and, uh, she we're, is really we're fans good. of that here at the firm. Right. Uh, she's going to be really engaging audiences across different mediums uh, with her explorations in science, inventions, and food. She's really going to inspire us and look towards the future. Thursday, we have a great panel uh, with uh, of economic and finance professionals, and it all starts with uh, Michael Coleman, who everybody knows is, is the uh, finance guru uh, for the state. And then Friday, uh, Adam Markle uh, will be closing out the conference with a high-energy talk on resiliency. And that's a, a real big topic that as far as, uh, you know, coming, up, uh, coming past this pandemic, uh, coming out of it, uh, we're all tired. Uh, we kind of need uh, that that uh, refresher, that inspiration. 
He actually is doing an assessment, a free assessment that if you look on your conference materials, you could take part of that uh, uh, and actually do. Um, it's a quick uh, uh, five minute uh, exercise, a free assessment that you could uh, um, uh, take. And he's going to actually be talking about that as part of his presentation. And he's going to share with us a lot of skills, tools and strategies and practices that we could use as city managers to really accomplish great things as we come out of the pandemic and, and uh, um, look to really go forward as far as uh, uh, post-pandemic. Uh, that's uh, it's it's an interesting topic. All great keynote speakers. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to hearing from several of them while I'm down there. You know, this subject of resilience, just in my own editorial comment, you can choose to react to it or not as you see fit as president and also a city manager. But the city manager profession itself is a high stress job. I mean, you're Every day you're surrounded by the challenges that are upending your community. Uh, more and more, the public expects the city to solve or government in general to solve every problem that's around them. So every problem basically becomes your problem. Uh, and, you know, fair, fair to say it also becomes the, the challenge for your elected officials that you are there to serve. Um, but you're getting pressures from your staff. You're getting pressures from your elected officials. And, you, and you're looking at the economic realities of what you're facing. You have outside groups running uh, potential statewide measures to completely upend your capacity to solve those problems by gutting you financially. Um, speaking as a, a man who had a father-in-law who was a 30-year city manager, it's stressful. Um, and it is demanding and taxing, and it's kind of 24-7. So um, the resilience of the profession and of the people that serve in it is um, understandably a, a kind of an issue and something something worth dwelling on. So I'm glad the, the conference uh, organizers took some time to put some thought in that for fellow attendees to benefit from some, from some of those discussions and some self-assessment. That's a great, uh, some great comments. I, I totally agree. One of the things that, you know, we hear in talking to fellow city managers is that work-life balance, those demands, uh, it, it's nonstop. There's never a dull moment, even now after the uh, pandemic. It's just there's always something happening uh, and uh, trying to uh, manage that and uh, be resilient post, uh, um, you know, just coming out of this 100-year pandemic is, is important. And I, I'm just excited that we're able to come back in person and, and talk about these things because, um, you know, we, we all encounter this. You know, it might be different types of problems, but we all have that same pressures and that same stress. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what uh, other than, so we obviously talk about the business roundtable issue and this resilience issue. Any other programming at the conference that you think is a highlight or segue into some of the challenges that cities are facing in 2023 that you'd want to share or note? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of, of sessions on current issues uh, that we're facing. So uh, topics include recruitment and retention uh, of uh, city staff. I know that's a big uh, thing. It's just uh, been hard to uh, one recruit and then also uh, retain a great talent uh, dealing with mental health as well as homelessness. Uh, that, that's been a big deal. So we have a session or two on those uh, economic development strategies, uh, as well as council manager relations. So uh, um, so that's that's you know, those are uh, we feel are really relevant for this time. And I think the conference is going to do a great job of uh, highlighting those topics. Yeah, particularly those are all the biggies. Those are when as I cruise around California. Uh, making my visits to city halls as I am one to do. Uh, those, those are the big things I hear about all the time when I talk with my city manager friends out there in the local government world. The uh, recruiting one in particular has been a, a real challenge. And um, one of the things that I've just found 
uh, both in my work here at Trepepe Smith, growing my firm and building a virtual organization, and uh, talking to city managers is, um, and just employers in general, organizations in general, is a focus on um, culture and the kind of culture you build in your organization. Uh, you know, compensation is important, no doubt. People need to be able to feed, feed their families and take care of their home front and afford the cost of living and the inflation rate. But ultimately, what creates a sticky environment, in my opinion, is a really positive culture where people feel like they belong and that has purpose. And sometimes that means you have to get aggressive about really defining what that culture is so there's more cohesion, right? Bland culture is not exactly sticky. Well-defined and um, curated culture has a real impact on keeping around talent and attracting uh, other talent who's going to kind of align and get excited about that kind of culture. So it's something I give a lot of thought to as I've been looking out there at the horizon of talent in California. Yeah, I agree. Culture is huge. And, and just to throw that curveball in there, you're you're dealing with two things like uh, with remote work and things like that, how you can still uh, develop that sense of camaraderie, that that uh, connection uh, that 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 throws a whole new little uh, uh, wrench in, into things. And you got to kind of think through that. So. Um, so, yeah, definitely a challenge. Yeah, I'll share with you one of my one of my little isms I talk about all the time that I'm sure my team is sick and tired of hearing me talk about, which is uh, culture is the management that happens when management isn't around, right? It, and it's I I don't think I mean I think I'm a fan of it. Of course, I'm the one who uh, tried to come up with this thing, but it's just 100. percent It's like what happens when when if managers aren't around, what's the team doing? And that's a great indicator of where your culture is at, and perhaps an indicator of where you try to motivate or change your culture, or you know, be an influencer within your own organization. I love it. I love it. Great quote. So, um, I, a last question I'll ask here is, what are you looking most forward to at the conference? I, I mean, other than seeing me, of course, yeah, oh, of course, okay. and other than the, the amazing uh, California City Management annual celebration that we do to celebrate the profession. Yeah, I mean, I, I just love, you know, uh, being able to connect with my fellow city managers and learning from them and just uh, hearing all those stories uh, for better or for worse and just having the opportunity to connect in person uh, and get together uh, all together. It, it's always fun catching up. Um, I really appreciate also our uh, uh, our corporate partners and, and seeing, uh, you know, going around the different uh, tables and exhibits and, and learning what's out there as far as uh, new technology, new software, new ways of doing programs or services. Um, that's always fun. And, and it's just uh, it's it's a really great ability to just refresh, uh, get to catch up with everybody and leave with some uh, great ideas as we return to our cities. Yeah, excellent. Uh, before before I let you go, because we are going to wind it down here, but um, You've done a phenomenal job uh, getting in this opportunity to lead um, lead this department, which is uh, really a great opportunity to help represent Burbank and um, uh, with that and, and respectfully do so and kind of advance the Burbank name. So it's I'm a, I'm I'm certainly appreciative of your city council being supportive of those goals. Um, what's new in Burbank, man? I mean, Burbank's a happening town. You got a lot of media there. You got you got some good stuff. You have a beautiful city hall, by the way. It's great architecture. It's one of my favorite city halls to visit. What What's new and exciting in Burbank? Well, we got a lot of great things going on. There's a lot of different projects going on. We have a lot of housing projects. We also have a lot of our uh, uh, corporate companies like Warner Brothers, Disney. They're, they're all uh, uh, doing great things. Uh, uh, we have a, a, a potentially a new airport replacement terminal so that that uh, is coming along. Uh, we're working on a new li central library. 
there's just a lot of great stuff uh, happening here in Burbank as the uh, media capital of the world. So uh, we're, we're really excited looking towards the future. Sounds like a lot more work and a lot more stress. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> but opportunity, opportunity. All right. Well, uh, that's today's report. My thanks to Justin for joining us uh, from the whole public CEO team and myself, writer Todd Smith. Thanks for your time. We hope you learned something new and inspiring that will help you in your public service. Remember, Public CEO has a daily newsletter that is free to those who sign up at publicceo.com. If you have feedback, questions, or guest suggestions for Public CEO Report, please email editor at publicceo.com.